Hello, I'm Rubina Marbosian and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of January 14. In the news, Armia sends peacekeepers to Kazakhstan as part of a CSTO-led peacekeeping mission. Three soldiers have already been killed this year by Azerbaijani fire, and the special envoys of Armenia and Turkey meet for the first time in Moscow. The new year started with controversy for Armenia as the government decided to send peacekeeping troops to Kazakhstan where anti-government protests had erupted on January 2. On January 6, Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan announced that the CSTO had decided to send the collective peacekeeping force to Kazakhstan for a limited period of time to stabilize and resolve the situation in the country. Pashinyan said the decision was based on the appeal of Kazakhstan's president and because of the threat to the national security and the sovereignty of the country, which partly arose as a result of foreign intervention. The following day, Armenia's defense ministry announced that Armenia will be deploying 100 servicemen who will be a part of a peacekeeping subdivision. Their mission will be exclusively to protect buildings and infrastructures of strategic importance. The move to send peacekeepers to Kazakhstan when CSTO refused to take action after Azerbaijani armed forces entered Armenian territory in May of last year created discontent in the country. A number of civil society representatives and organizations issued a joint statement on January 6, demanding that the Armenian government refrain from sending troops to Kazakhstan. The statement said a country's people are to choose their authorities themselves and no other country has a legitimate right to get involved in their interpolitical life adding that the mission of Armenian forces is to protect Armenia's borders and they should not serve the interests of foreign dictators who were indifferent to Armenia's security threats and welcomed the ethnic cleansing in Artsakh. In his concluding speech, however, during an emergency online session of the CSTO Security Council held at the request of Kazakhstan's president, Nikol Pashinyan announced that the situation in the Republic of Kazakhstan was of particular concern to the CSTO member states in terms of receiving information on the involvement of international terrorist organizations, adding that not long ago Armenia itself encountered foreign terrorists in the region. Armenia has held the rotating chairmanship of the Russian-led military bloc since September of 2021. Pashinyan also announced that one of the key priorities of Armenia's presidency was the strengthening of the organization's crisis response mechanisms. Based on this, Armenia expects that the CSTO member states will make joint efforts to further improve these mechanisms, which will undoubtedly contribute to the further development of cooperation between the member states. The CSTO peacekeeping mission started its withdrawal from Kazakhstan on January 13. The process will last around 10 days. The Armenian peacekeepers return to Armenia today. Three Armenian soldiers have already been killed this year when Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire in the direction of Armenian positions in the eastern Gerarkunik region on January 11 at around 350 15 p.m. using artillery and UAVs. The Azerbaijani side reported one casualty and several wounded. Earlier, on January 8, a shootout had taken place. Both sides blamed each other for opening fire first. No casualties had been reported on either side. Azerbaijan also violated the ceasefire regime this year in Artsakh on January 10, opening fire in the direction of Garmir Shuka and Askeran, targeting civilians. In Garmir Shuka, a 
car park near kindergarten caught fire as a result of the shootings, and in Askeran, four civilians working in a pomegranate orchard were targeted and were eventually evacuated safely by the Russian peacekeepers. Armenia's Foreign Affairs Ministry issued a statement on January 11 calling the provocative actions of the Azerbaijani Armed Forces another manifestation of the continuous encroachments of Azerbaijan on the territorial integrity of Armenia since May 2021 uh, with the infiltration into the sovereign territory of Armenia and continued with recurring armed attacks. According to the Armenian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Armenian side has repeatedly stated that one of the ways to avoid further escalation of the situation may be the mirrored withdrawal of troops from the Armenian-Azerbaijani border and the introduction of an international monitoring mechanism along the border. EU representatives again expressed concern and called on the sides to resort to peace talks. In particular, the Polish OSCE chairman in office stated that Poland, as the OSCE chair, is committed to working with partners to renew and strengthen efforts aimed at establishing lasting peace and promoting sustainable development in the region, and that the OSCE supports the efforts of the co-chairs of the Minsk Group in this regard. European Commission spokesperson Peter Stano tweeted on January 12 that the latest exchange of fire on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border with reported deaths and wounded reconfirmed the necessity for distancing of forces and confidence-building measures. On the same day, the EU special representative to the South Caucasus, Tovio Klar, also tweeted that it is important for the sides to de-escalate and make full use of available mechanisms, in particular, the hotline between the ministries of defense established under EU auspices in November of 2021. Tovio Klar also stated that the European Union is ready to work with the for a distancing of forces and reiterated that EU is ready to provide additional support to Armenia and Azerbaijan on border delimitation and demarcation. The day after the incident, however, the Turkish uh, defense minister told his Azerbaijani counterpart uh, via a phone conversation that the Turkish army, as always, stands by the Azerbaijani armed forces. And following the shootout also, Aliyev continued his anti-Armenian rhetoric, uh, threatening that if Azerbaijan perceives any threats from Armenia, it will eliminate them. He also stated that Baku follows the army building process in Armenia and will accordingly continue to acquire new generation weapons and raise the combat effectiveness of its armed forces, especially with the creation of special forces, which, according to him, were the divisions that performed most effectively during the 44-day war. Aliyev also announced that Azerbaijan will continue to hinder the works of the OSCE Minsk Group as it is not their responsibility to solve the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict anymore since Azerbaijan solved it. And today, Russia's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Sergei Lavrov, announced that the demarcation and the delimitation process between Armenia and Azerbaijan does not pertain to Nagorno-Karabakh. He also stated that his Armenian counterpart has made new offers regarding the demarcation and delimitation process and that he will pass these offers to Baku. According to Lavrov, Moscow finds it necessary to conclude the process of demarcation and delimitation as soon as possible. Also today, an Armenian from Artsakh lost his way and crossed into the Azerbaijani side near Kashatakh. The 69-year-old reportedly has mental stability issues. Currently, negotiations are 
on their way to return the Artsakh citizen to the Armenian side. And a similar incident happened yesterday when an Armenian shepherd crossed into Azerbaijan territory near the Ter village in Armenia's Sunik region. According to some sources, the shepherd and his sheep were abducted by Azerbaijani soldiers. Later that day, the shepherd was returned to the Russian peacekeepers, but not his stock. On uh, January 5, Azerbaijani authorities announced that they planned to take down five buildings in Shushi to build a mosque instead. One of the buildings set to be demolished is the unfinished parliament building of Artsakh. The authorities in Artsakh were planning to move the parliament from Stepanager to Shushi on May 9 of this year, when Armenians would be celebrating the 30th anniversary of the liberation of Shushi. For that purpose, they had commissioned uh, the construction of the new building, which was left unfinished when the war broke out. And the special envoys of Armenia and Turkey met for the first time today in Moscow. The meeting lasted one and a half hours. According to the Armenian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the parties agreed to continue negotiations without preconditions aiming at full normalization. The date and venue of their second meeting will be decided through diplomatic channels. The meeting was held behind closed doors. Who the members of the delegations were and further details about the meeting were not disclosed. And the Armenian Fly 1 Armenian and the Turkish Pegasus Airlines have obtained licenses to operate flights between Yerevan and Istanbul. Fly One Armenia will operate its first Yerevan-Istanbul-Yerevan flight on February 2. In February and March, flights will operate two days a week. Starting from April, flights will operate three times a week. Pegasus Airlines will also start operating flights between Istanbul and Yerevan in February. And in other news, Armenia is again facing the prospect of constitutional reforms and this time changing back to semi-presidential government system may be on the agenda. The process started last year with Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan's decision to start the formation of uh, Reform Council. This was back in December. The council will consist of the Minister of Justice, Armenia's representative to the European Court of Human Rights, the head of the Parliamentary Standing Committee on State and Legal Affairs, the Human Rights Defender, one representative from each parliamentary faction, a representative from the Supreme Judicial Council, one representative from at least three extra-parliamentary parties, and three representatives of civil society. On January 12, the Ministry of Justice announced that the extra-parliamentary and civil society members of the Reform Council have been selected through a call for applications. The Reform Council members have yet to be approved by the Prime Minister. And Armenia's permanent representative to the United Nations Human Rights Council, Andani Kovanisian, was elected the vice president and member of the Bureau of the Human Rights Council for a one-year term on January 12. In his capacity, Kovanisian, together with the E. RC Bureau shall deal with procedural and organizational matters, including presiding over the Human Rights Council meetings. The United Nations Human Rights Council is an intergovernmental body consisting of 47 member states responsible for the promotion and protection of human rights. This is Armenia's first term in the HRC. And the Russian peacekeeping mission in Artsakh has a new commander, Major General Andrei Volkov, who served as a deputy 
Deputy Commander under Rustam Muradov from November 2020 to May 2021. On January 12th, Volkov met Azerbaijan's Defense Minister Zakir Hasanov, and the following day he met Armenia's Defense Minister Surem Babikian. The situation in Artsakh was discussed during the meetings. And the Chief of Staff of the Armenian Armed Forces, Artak Davtian, is facing criminal charges for abuse of power and neglect of official duties. Davtian's case is connected with the criminal case brought against former Defense Minister David Tonoyan and arms dealer David Galistian. Tonoyan and Galistian were arrested last year and are accused of money embezzlement as well as supplying poor quality missiles to the defense ministry. Artak Davtian has not been detained. And another Armenian former defense minister, Vagasha Harutunyan, was appointed as Armenia's ambassador to Moscow. Harutunyan was appointed defense minister after the 2020 Arsakh war and was replaced in July of last year. Turkish Armenian writer and linguist Sevan Neshanyan was released by the Greek authorities on January 3. He has 15 days to leave Greece, where he had settled after escaping a Turkish prison in 2017. He was arrested on December 30 for being in the country illegally as his temporary resident permit expired on December 29 and the Greek authorities had declined to renew it. Nishanen had received a 50-year prison sentence by a Turkish court for construction infractions. However, he was well known for his criticism of the Turkish government. And the new year started in Armenia with a ban on plastic bags and with the law on not displaying cigarettes in shops and supermarkets coming into effect. As of January 1, certain types of plastic bags, these are the kind that are very thin, cannot be used anymore. The law banning the display of cigarettes was adopted in 2020, but came into effect at the beginning of this year. And now to the latest COVID updates. The first two cases of the new Omicron variant uh, were discovered in Armenia on January 8. The number of daily infections, however, remains low so far. The daily COVID-related deaths also are down. On December 10, the decision of the Minister of Health, Anahit Avanesian, was published, according to which, starting January 22, people entering cafes, restaurants, theaters, and other indoor public facilities will have to show proof of vaccination or a negative PCR test. The law will not concern malls. The vaccination process also continues. 25% of the population is now fully vaccinated, 32% have received their first dose, and 1,215 people have already received uh, their booster shots. And that was all for this week. Thank you for joining us, and we will be back again next week.